Well, today we celebrate the memorial of St. Alphonsus Liguori, and uh, words cannot express the, uh, the greatness of this man, this, this wonderful saint. Um, he made a vow uh, just before his ordination of the priesthood when he was a young man in his 20s that he would not, uh, he, he, he made a vow binding himself under pain of mortal sin to not waste a single, and my friend, my Dominican friend here can check me, a single minute or hour. Do you remember? Minute. Yeah, I think so. Not to waste a single minute of his life, like frittering it away, just doing nothing. But that every minute of his life would be used in, at least in some sense, you know, doing something that was in some sense ordered towards uh, the salvation of souls. And, um, you know, from what we know, he never broke that vow. So every minute of this man's life was dedicated in some sense, in some respect. Obviously, he had to sleep sometime, you know, but even that was for the purpose of refreshing his strength so that he could then work and labor for the salvation of souls. Every minute of his life was spent working for the salvation of souls. Uh, and he wrote one of the most important um, sets, actually it was a multi-volume set of moral theology, and he's considered the moral theologian of the church. And, you know, his set on moral theology is about that. It's like, you know, probably five volumes. You know, if you put it on your shelf, it would be about that thick. And um, that set of uh, moral reflections set the pace for moral Catholic moral theology after him. He was a complete, it was a watershed moment for Catholic moral theology. And he inspired countless confessors after him. So, St. John Vianney. St. John Vianney, uh, the curie of ours, a famous French um, uh, diocesan priest saint. There's not many diocesan priest saints, by the way. So, But anyways, he, he became a saint, really, by, by reading St. Alphonsus Liguori. Uh, St. Padre Pio, he became a confessor. He was a good confessor, and he, he owed it primarily to reading St. Alphonsus Liguori, being instructed by St. Alphonsus. So St. Alphonsus is an incredibly important uh, saint. Uh, he was dedicated to moral truth, to moral truth, and he did not play games. He did not play games. He's a very, very tough preacher. So when you read his homilies, it was like, whoo, this guy is not messing around. He does not mince words, and uh, he really tells it like it is. His, his homilies are very, very, um, uh, there's an incredible moral earnestness to them and rigor. And uh, that's really, I think this first reading we have is really profound. And is it Richard? Yeah. Richard was uh, nervous about this reading here, but he did a great job. He really brought it out. That is a profound uh, scripture text that we've got in that first reading. What we've got here is, it's about the year 580 or so, something like that, 580 B.C. It's the Old Testament. We've got the temple. Everybody's assembled and gathered together like what we would do on Sunday Mass. You know, everybody's in the temple. Everybody's there to worship. And you have two preachers, as it were. One preacher stands up and says, Peace. Everything's going to be okay. The Babylonians who have been oppressing us, who've stolen the sacred vessels, they're going to return them. Everything's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. We're all okay. You're okay. I'm okay. <laughs> okay? That's... The message that he gave. And Jeremiah, it's a, there's a really an amazing kind of humor here. If you catch it, Jeremiah stands up and he says, Okay, buddy, listen. Now, from time immemorial, 
when the prophets stood up, they prophesied war, destruction, famine, <laughs> bad stuff. That's what prophets preach. They don't preach happy, clappy, everything's going to be okay. That's, <laughs> that's not what a prophet preaches. When the prophets preach happy stuff, we, we wait. And when it's fulfilled, then we believe that they're actually a real prophet and that they come from God. You see, so the default state for the preacher is really, it's, it's, uh, it's sobriety, it's seriousness, okay? And um, why does the, why did this false prophet, and it turns out to be the case that this guy's a false prophet and he's punished by God and he's, he dies and all this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, why though did he, why did he preach, you know, I'm okay, you're okay? There's, there's a lot of pressure on a preacher to, to say what people want to hear and not to speak the truth, not to speak the moral truth especially. Uh, and I think we see that too in our gospel too. So it says, when Jesus heard of the death of John the Baptist, why did John the Baptist get killed? <laughs> because he put his finger on Herod's marriage situation. Didn't make, him, didn't make Herod's wife too happy, right? So he gets killed. And so when Jesus heard of the death of John the Baptist, he withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. What was Jesus doing in that deserted place by himself? He's reflecting. He's saying, Heavenly Father, I understand that the preacher's job is to speak the truth and that he does it at the cost and the expense of his life. Just like John the Baptist was killed, so I will be killed. And I'm ready for this and I'm not going to shrink away from speaking what's true. And uh, so that's what Jesus is reflecting on. And St. Alphonsus uh, preached the truth. And his, his homilies are very, very heavy. Uh, but he didn't give anybody, you know, it says in the first reading, false confidence. So Hananiah's sin, the false prophet's sin, was that he gave people false confidence. Everything's going to be okay. You don't have to change your life. You don't have to reform. That's not necessary. Everything's going to be the false confidence. And Alphonsus did not give that, that false confidence. So he was known for being morally earnest. But also, and then I'll, I'll kind of end on this, he had a great devotion to the Blessed Sacrament. And what I recommend highly, I'm going to try to put up a bookstore at least in um, St. John's and the back of the church and have like really nice, good, you know, classic books, good literature back there. So that in the course of my homilies, I can say, "Hey, go back there and get this," you know, and I'll just we'll probably sell them at cost, and not uh, there's no profit to it. Um, but he, uh, you know, one of the famous treatises that Saint Alphonsus wrote is "Visits to the Blessed Sacrament." So he was very devoted to the Blessed Sacrament, and I mean, it was a tradition in his day. But he really kind of crystallized it, solidified it, and, uh, and propelled it, uh, and, uh, you know, pushed it forward into the future for the hundred years or two or three that came after him. So we've got this tradition as Catholics to stop by a church and to visit the Blessed Sacrament. So my churches should be open, okay? And I'm going to try to do my best to get St. John's open. That's, that'll be a process of trying to keep that open during the day. But churches should be open so people can come in before the Blessed Sacrament and make visits to the Blessed Sacrament. Uh, and there's a lot of really amazing meditations, and this leads you through 31 days of meditations. So you could visit the Blessed Sacrament every day and have one daily meditation from St. Alphonsus. And the one that I read last night is really beautiful. It says, uh, I'll just paraphrase, paraphrase it for you. 
Jesus chose to leave himself behind, his real presence behind, in the form of bread. Because bread is a kind of food that can keep for a little bit. It can be preserved and, and remain. What if Jesus decided to, what if the Last Supper, the elements of the Last Supper consisted of, uh, you know, just wine? You really can't preserve, I mean, you really can't take the precious blood and put it in. I mean, you, you probably could at some sort, but it's not, it doesn't keep like bread does, okay? What if it was soup or something <laughs> like that? You know, you can't just take soup and put it in the tabernacle. I mean, it, it'd go bad real quick. But bread, you can, it lasts, okay? For a while, you've got to refresh the bread too. You know, every few weeks you should be refreshing the Blessed Sacrament. But it, it lasts for a few weeks. Jesus did that because he wants to remain with us in the Blessed Sacrament so that we can come and visit him. That, that's an amazing, that's a profound truth. So anyways, these are that's one of many of these great meditations that we can find in uh, St. Alphonsus Liguori's Visits to the Most Blessed Sacrament. I highly recommend it. Uh, in general, let's commend ourselves to this um, preacher's, this fearless preacher's prayers uh, that we would uh, live in uh, with, with great moral honesty and great moral truth.